So, hello and welcome to the Dr. Richard podcast. It's a show about health, well-being, fitness and humanity. I'm Dr. Richard Marks. Today, I'm excited to talk to Mark Byron. Hi, <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Amazing. Uh, Mark is a media personality, presenter, and he's appeared on Big Brother and is a Style Award winner as well. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you? And tell me sort of three things that make you smile. Ah, that's a lovely (laughs) first question. Three things that make me smile. Definitely, you know, being amongst my friends. My friends are everything to me. You know, I'm from Liverpool originally and being in London, your friends are really become your family. So when I'm amongst my friends, all we do is laugh and make memories. And even thinking of them now, it's it's making me smile, you know. So my friends are really everything to me. Another thing that always makes me smile, I love to travel, as everyone does, <laughs> you know. Of course. I love a holiday. <laughs> but honestly, I think, like, life is just too short. And especially after the past couple of years, being kind of locked down, you know, for so much, I really appreciate travel more than ever now. So I love to explore new places, even though I seem to always go back to the same places, <laughs> you know. The favourites. <laughs> I've, I've definitely got my favourites. And another thing that makes me smile... It's going to sound so cheesy, but my favourite thing in the whole world is actually Christmas. Oh, wow. I love Christmas as well. So I shouldn't, I mean, I'm with you on that Yeah, one. I mean, like, it's it's the height of summer outside. Like, I it's a really warm. But honestly, like, if anyone ever asks me what's your favourite thing, it's Christmas. Yeah, well, Christmas is magic, especially in London, don't you it's think? It's so special. It's like... You can feel it in the air, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. But it's interesting how some people really love Christmas and some people aren't so... That, for me, it's baffling. Like, what is not to love, I you know? know? I like, feel the same. You're with your loved ones, <laughs> like, making memories, eating so much the food, food. The food, the drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel exactly the same. I love it. So, um... You know, we usually talk about how we know each other and obviously we have friends in common. Many. And um, you came to my big 40th birthday party, it, which we've just been talking about. It was <laughs> honestly, and I'm not just saying this because I'm here, it was one of the best parties I've been <laughs> Thank to. You. Like I knew it would be good, but the minute I walked through the door of the Mandarin, <laughs> I was like, okay, you're doing it like this. Like, it was... <laughs> Yeah, it was Major. big. <laughs> honestly, like the pubs outside, the pubs inside, the crowds, the food, everything. Honestly, like it was fantastic. Well, it's funny because I decided to do the obviously Gatsby style, and mm-hmm. that's like one of my favorite books and yeah. films. And I just love the whole era and the time. And I think you know, after people have been in pandemic for so long, you know, they needed a chance to bring together and just yes, have fun. Absolutely, and you completely got the mood. It felt like we were back. In the days of Gatsby, you know, it absolutely did. It was a lot of fun. Loved it. (laughs) So tell us a little bit more about growing up in Liverpool Mm -hmm. and what are the good characteristics of the Scouser? (laughs) (laughs) Growing up in, like, Liverpool is one of those cities. It's a lot of fun. You know, Scousers are known for having big personalities and that is really true. Um, You know, we love to laugh. We love, like, to try new things. It It was a lot of fun. But also there's 
you know, tough sides to mm -hmm. it. Look, Liverpool as a city is probably not as open-minded as somewhere like London. And mm -hmm. it does still have some catching up to do. Yeah. But all of the positive stereotypes of the Scouts, I think, are pretty, you know, spot on. Like, we've got a good sense of humour. We love to get glam. We yeah, love they, a party. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they always say. The Liverpool girls are, like, super glam. It, and the boys as well. It's but true. Even to leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> to go to the shop. Honestly, it's true. And I feel myself slipping sometimes. Like, even now, I'll be at home here in London. And I'll go to the shop and I'll just have, like, a hoodie on. And I'm like... God, I'm really letting the city down. <laughs> you never do that in Liverpool. I wouldn't dream of it. Absolutely <laughs> not. Blazer every day. So what are your family like? And are you close? And you talked a little bit about also kind of having a family of friends in, in mm -hmm. London. So yeah. tell us more. I'm really close that. with my family back home in Liverpool. And I think because I do miss them a lot. That's why I'm so close with my friends down here mm. um you know it's it's never easy when you're growing up and obviously you're kind of coming to terms with your sexuality and things like that you never know how your family are really going to react but my family have been unbelievably supportive always and for that you know i'm so grateful to them but yeah we're close we're really close and I, yeah i do miss them oh that's nice <laughs> yeah and uh, do, do, you talked about that um coming to terms with sexuality and mm -hmm. stuff did you experience that difficulty with that kind of growing up or was Honestly, it quite an easy thing it, it looking back it should have been easy because as a young person i was unbelievably flamboyant <laughs> like <laughs> it was I, it was so obvious like, even when i watched like videos of me as a child i'm like doing the spice girl routine and it was the most obvious thing but it's i think with things like sexuality it's really easy to get in your head mm. and kind of imagine things differently to how they are so it was something i was really scared about coming to terms with and mm. I, honestly i never actually formally came out to my friends it just kind of happened you know so i was i, was, I had anxiety about it mm. but one of the things i love most about obviously being in london it's pride week this week we mm -hmm. can just completely be ourselves without any worry or, or anxiety or or anything at all you know of course probably as you say like sometimes more the anxiety and apprehension is worse than actually yeah we imagine it worse than it exactly. is like when once it's done it's the smallest thing ever you know everyone knows you get okay tomorrow's a new day and people are talking about what's happening on love island or something you know <laughs> exactly it's, it's the smallest thing ever talk to me about health and wellness and how you approach this for yourself in the mental and the physical sense how do you kind of practice self-care how do you look after yourself yeah, in I, this city absolutely i think for me personally it's really important for me to take at least one day a week if i'm lucky if i'm not too busy to just have a me day mm. the phone is on airplane all day i'll mm. have something really good i like for breakfast i live in Hampstead, so i'll maybe take a huge walk around the heath and make plans in my mind and think of things that i want to achieve and then come back and just probably watch tv yeah, just, and do a face chill. mask yeah. I'm, I'm someone who doesn't really struggle that much with um mental health so yeah. just one day of chilling is enough, enough to kind of recharge my batteries absolutely that's good it's good that you take that and you make the time yeah and it. you've got to be present in the moment you know and definitely you can't kind of let anything go like life goes by so quick so to just have one day a week or even a half a day a week to just do the things that you want to do. You know, even like going for lunch alone and 
listening to music I, I get a lot from that absolutely yeah yeah and it's a, that's right it's sometimes good to be in your own company as well you know yeah. we're always surrounded by so many people and... all the time yeah, exactly <laughs> so let's talk about your work in the beauty industry mm-hmm. um and yeah, so sure. um obviously uh, you've kind of been involved in this industry and something that you're passionate about so how did you get into that absolutely so it really honestly it really came about i always had the interest i think being from liverpool i was always <laughs> glam i was in salons and clinics all the time um after i appeared on big brother i was given the opportunity to um train to to offer a, a certain technique of, of eyebrows basically mm. um it's a treatment that i used to have done myself mm. where i talked about it on the show they were like, oh, well, he's give us some advertisement here. Let's get him, you know, oh, offering right, the right. treatment too. So I did that for a couple of years and I really enjoyed it, to be honest. And then kind of from there, it just went from brows to, you know, I'd, I'd go to events like Pro Beauty and I'd mm-hmm. kind of work with other beauty brands and then moved to London. And even now at present, you know, I actually manage a clinic in Knightsbridge where I've just come from this morning. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> so it's, it's something I'm so passionate about. I think the thing for me, probably you see this as well as a dentist is the turnaround that people have when they come in and you know they're not feeling 100 percent. and then after them when the treatment's completed whether it's on the day or over a course of a few months the change in them and the way they light up is just it's amazing to see yeah it really builds their confidence and their feeling of you know about themselves as you say so yeah it's a good thing to see definitely so tell us about big brother then what was big brother like i think it was big brother 15 it was that's correct (laughs) it was nuts (laughs) honestly like nothing can prepare you for that it's impossible to prepare like mentally before you before you go to the house you have to be in like a quarantine for like two weeks Mm -hmm. so when we did lockdown i was already you know an expert you already had done it (laughs) properly on tv (laughs) yeah so so going into the house you just don't know how you're going to be perceived and it's really easy to get in your head and start thinking about perception because the show goes out daily it goes out live you know so it's not really it's not really chopped or edited that much but it's still cut down enough that people are only seeing one hour out of 23 yeah 24 a day you know but honestly it was it was actually for me a life-changing experience 100 percent i thought it's just going to be a bit of fun for a summer you know maybe i'll get kicked out quite early and just go back to normal but it was what maybe seven or eight years ago and i find that i'm still being able to do things that are related to the show and people mention it to me and it's it's given me so many amazing opportunities i mean if it comes back i hope it does <laughs> i would encourage anyone to to do it because it's it's a blast it, it was a lot of fun yeah it's amazing you know what how big it's been and what kind of putting people together and how yeah. the experience can be and what can come out of it absolutely said. and everyone's experience is can be very very different like for instance i have some people that were on the series with me who they came out of the show and they just went back to work yes and didn't kind of do anything afterwards but i was very lucky in the fact that um production would continue to involve me on future seasons yeah i think i was a bit of a favorite of uh, theirs you nice. know so they always, <laughs> always kind of get me back and keep me in the loop which definitely helped but yeah i loved every second yeah, because I was speaking to um, Ryland. He's one of my patients. Of course. And he was talking about his passion for the series. And Oh, yeah, he loves yeah. it. And do you know what? He's such a... I love the fact he's such a fan of it. And he's really... He really is pushing it. So 
Hopefully we get it back. I think if we do get it back, Ryden should be the main host. I mean, 100%. he'd be incredible. Yeah, and his teeth have never looked better. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and there was another show as well that you did. Is that Castaway? I did a show called Shipwreck. Oh, Shipwreck. Very similar to Castaway. Um, gosh, it was so long ago. <laughs> Honestly, I'll tell you something. The only reason I went for that show, um, I actually applied for Big Brother. I was only just 18. I was so young. And um, I got I got accepted to go on Big Brother when I was 18. But because I hadn't fully come to terms with my sexuality, I thought I can't I can't go on this show. Mm. So I turned it down when I was 18. Mm -hmm. Then the show starts and I was like, oh my God, what have I done? I need to go on something else to get over it, you know? Mm. So then I applied for Shipwrecked and got but on that instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, a, I think that was a good show as well. It was an interesting, you know. It was interesting. It was tough. Yeah, it was very real, right? Oh You're my God. You're living on the island with almost nothing. No, literally nothing. <laughs> like, nothing at all. At the time, you kind of live in the bubble and you think it's fine. And you're like, yeah, it's totally normal. But then you do like another series like Big Brother. And you realise, like, oh, my God, how do they get away with treating us like that? <laughs> They're probably like, oh, this is great for the budget. They don't have there to was, Yeah, that. like, the budget was spent on our flights out That's to literally... Just leave them. <laughs> yeah, it was really difficult, but it was fun. Was it fun? <laughs> it was real. <laughs> and um, you, we talk a little bit about um, having dogs and pets on the... Um, show so yeah. you you're a fan of dogs I think oh do you, my do you have gosh. a dog of your own or? everyone thinks I do <laughs> <laughs> because I'm constantly with dogs but I actually don't I'm just really lucky my, some of my best friends have dogs and mm. it's always a stipulation that if my friends are coming over they have to bring the dog <laughs> mm. well we always talk about it. it's really good for your kind of health, health and wellness in the one they make you feel great. And, yeah. You know, you've got that companionship. And then Absolutely. also, obviously, you have to walk the dog. So it gets you exercising. And Do you have a dog? I don't, actually. But I, I actually grew up with cats. Mm -hmm. And um, we were in the countryside and we actually had pet rabbits for a little bit. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I always wanted a dog. And I've I think maybe in future. One. But you know how it is with lifestyle. It's, it's tough. Tricky, isn't but it? I always think, like, I would just take it everywhere with me, you know. <laughs> exactly. maybe, maybe 2023. I only want a small one, you know. Well, people get so people say, "Oh, I can't come out tonight because I have to look after the dog." It's like it really is something. It is. Know? I mean, most of my friends do still bring the dogs out, you know, even in <laughs> Soho. It's all good if we go to Freedom, then the dog has to go home. <laughs> oh, no, exactly. <laughs> so, um, tell us about how you go about personal brand building, and what do you think you know that you represent? I think that. I feel honestly like at the moment you know it's pride month and I feel like I always really try to represent you know LGBT in media there aren't really that many LGBT people who will be classed as kind of like influencers or you know really in the media that much at the moment you can probably count them you know on both hands so that's always kind of at the forefront but I always try to make um decisions to do like tv or, or radio or even like collabs with things that are kind of aligned to me mm. as well. I think it's really important to be true to yourself in, in whatever you do and just always have a, a focus. Yeah, and something you're passionate about. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, your heritage is partly Egyptian. That's that correct. correct? So... Yeah, you've been doing research. <laughs> partly me. <laughs> absolutely. Partly producers. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm half British and half Egyptian, which is something I'm so proud of um growing up it was not really that easy with it obviously you know um 
the British side, it's fine to kind of be gay and be flamboyant, but, it, you know, being gay in, in Egyptian culture is kind of illegal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely frowned upon. But I was brought up in a, a like, predominantly British environment. You know, I was brought up mostly with my British family. And it's really only in the past couple of years, I would say, that I've embraced it a lot more than ever. And it's something now that I'm really really proud of and if anyone ever asks me where i'm from i'm eager to say it you know have you been to egypt when i was younger yeah when oh. i was younger you should you know go i'm go gonna go back i'm there, gonna yeah. go back believe it or not one of my best friends is half egyptian too wow yeah we always say we need to we need to get over you know so um, yeah. hopefully soon i went in within the last few years before the pandemic to mm-hmm. um um Cairo and Luxor and there was Valley Beautiful. of the Kings oh stars. wow it is something magical I would love yeah. to do that honestly I think I'd find it quite an emotional experience and Definitely. just really something that just brings you back down to earth so maybe this year if not definitely next year yeah, yeah. it's literally incredible what they you know the civilization and how advanced they were yeah it's unbelievable what are your plans for the future? I know that's a difficult one. It's a, do you know what? I don't try to plan that far ahead because I'm kind of juggling two things. Obviously, I've, I'm, I manage a clinic in Knightsbridge, which is something I really, really enjoy. And I really want to, you know, keep going with that. We're looking at opening new sites mm. over the next couple of years. So I've always kind of got two things going at the moment. That's my priority. But I'm still absolutely open to more media work. And I get offered TV shows quite often. Oh, but cool. it's if it's not something that really fits with me, I won't do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we're talking day job wise, it's definitely... That's on a trajectory, you know, to keep on with the clinic and help us to grow. And media-wise, if the right opportunity came along, I would be keen to do it. They're talking about Big Brother coming back. There's talk of an all-star season. Oh, my god! If that came around and I wasn't cast on it, I would knock the door down. (laughs) (laughs) You'd just turn up at the house and let yourself in. (laughs) Yeah, I'd have to see because I'm like, I'm here, guys. I'd turn up in an Uber. So we'll see. It would be an amazing experience, you know. We'll we'll definitely see. We talked a little bit about um, TV work, Mm -hmm. but what other kind of media would you be interested in doing? I actually would be really interested to do my own podcast. Oh, to be yes, honest that would be you. amazing. I would be there. Yeah, I'll be your guest. You'll have to be mine. <laughs> I would love that. I think that. it's just a really amazing way to re- to connect with people who want to connect with you. I think it can be really difficult on social media when you're just putting things out on like Twitter or Instagram because it invites a lot of trolls and, oh my God, I get so many. Right. But when you've oh. kind of got a podcast, you can talk about the things you want to and the people will listen who, who are interested in what you've got to say. So that would definitely be something I'd be interested in. More TV. You know, yeah, as if it was something I'd want to do or something that would be really fun. Like competition style reality shows are my favorite. <laughs> you know, I'm really competitive. I like to win. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't win Big Brother, but you know, more kind of media like that would would definitely be something I'm interested in. Um, I've got uh, you know, an agent who looks after me for kind of acting work as well. But I'm not a very good actor. <laughs> like whenever I've had to do any acting, it's mostly been like theatre. When I was younger, I, I was used to be on Hollyoaks, but just kind of as a regular extra, nothing special. Um, whenever I have to do any acting, I'm just me. Like yeah, yeah, I can't play a character. <laughs> yeah. You know, like no matter how hard I try, but. Definitely open to, to more media, 100%. We talked a little bit about travel mm-hmm. and you love travel. Where have you been and what are your favourite places and where would you like to go? My favourite travel destination 
is Marrakesh. Wow. I'm obsessed with Morocco. Amazing. I love everything. I think probably because when I'm there, it feels almost similar to Egypt, but mm. it's a lot closer. And I don't know, there's something about it, the mix of the history and like the incredibly modern and it's, the energy is electric. The minute you step off the flight, the hustle and bustle and... But at the same time, you can relax so much. Like, it's my favourite place ever. <laughs> it's amazing. I've been as well more than once. I absolutely yeah, it's love fantastic, it. fantastic. And I right? want to go again. It's so good. I was there just six weeks ago and already I'm looking to go back. Oh, maybe August, maybe amazing. September, you know. Yeah, um, last time I went into the Atlas Mountains just outside. Oh, wow. And you can kind of trek up and yeah. they have like... Um, some of the Berber people yes. live there and they've kind of like invited us into their house oh, and showed nice. how they lived in served the food and everything it was really yeah. amazing oh I'd love to try that I went out into the desert last time twice oh, nice. we went there on the Tuesday I loved it so much we went back on like the Wednesday or Thursday yeah um, but honestly it's amazing but whereas I love to travel to I mean it probably sounds crazy because my favourite destination is somewhere that's so dry mm -hmm. but I love the ocean I love to be you know by the sea so it's gonna sound cliche but something like the Maldives would be the dream you yeah, know that would be amazing you I would love it as well I would love <laughs> let's go let's book Okay, let's go. You know, Let's you see it on it. social, people just like walking out of these beautiful, like, you know, accommodations literally in the lagoon and it looks the dream. So that's definitely on the list. We need to get shipwrecked in the Maldives. I mean, <laughs> Big I would Brother in the Maldives. Literally give me a pen, I would sign the contract right now. Anything in the Maldives. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me Mark. Oh it's been a pleasure. And all of Mark's details and links are in the show notes and thank you for listening. If you like today's show please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. It was presented by me Dr Richard Marks. Um, for more about me I'm on at Dr underscore Richard underscore or visit my website www.drrichardlondon.com and this is Pods People Production. It was recorded at Spiritland Studios and the music is by Delhi Music. And we will see you next time. Uh -huh.